0: Welcome to the WRC Podcast. I'm your host, Katrina Marie, and you're in the right place. Here at the Well-Rounded Counselor Podcast, what you can expect is to learn, shift your thinking, and gain personal and professional growth. And if you have not yet done so, hit that subscribe button so you never miss another podcast episode. The conversation starts now. Welcome back to the WRC Podcast. I'm your host, Katrina Marie, and today's topic is on how to overcome fear on college applications. Now, I want to talk about why this is important because there's some unlayering and uncovering we need to do. When I have worked with students, I have noticed this emerging trend over the last few years that students feel afraid. They come into my office and they start telling me, Miss. I just feel afraid. I feel like you know rejected already, or I feel like I'm not good enough, or what if I don't get accepted anywhere? That's the most common phrase I hear. What if I don't get accepted anywhere? And I tell them, you know, there's 28,000 universities in the world. How's that even possible for you to not get accepted at least to one of them? So, um, a lot of this is fear-based. That they're coming into my office, they're already feeling some sort of rejection. Um, and let's talk about fear and rejection for a moment. Fear is our emotional reaction to something that seems dangerous or threatening. It releases stress hormones like cortisol and adrenaline into our body that make us feel this heightened sense. And why do so many students feel afraid of applying to college? They have probably experienced rejection somewhere in the past, and it's now manifested into other areas of their life. And students and parents both kind of go they play a part in this together because a lot of these decisions on where you're applying and um, what career goals you have have a lot to do with, you know, probably your early adolescence um, and the forming stages of your life prior prior to the age of eight. So these ideas of rejection and fear were were placed in you at an early age. So having that rejection can manifest into the college application process and. You've already felt maybe feeling abandonment or unlove or unattractive in other areas of your life, and now that's showing up into this process. And I see it time and time and time again. You know, I have hardly seen a student come into my office and say, I feel confident, I feel ready, I feel motivated, I feel excited. No, that never hardly happens. If anything, it's quite contrary to that. And students are coming into my office and they're saying they're feeling already like, you know... Defeated in the process and so they are worried about making the wrong choices They are having the fear of the unknown and they're creating unnecessary Anxiety and stress and future tripping about things that haven't even happened yet Like they don't even have a short list and they're already tripping out about the future and a lot of this has to do with feeling unworthy Unvaluable unloved abandonment somewhere and already forms of rejection that have been deeply rooted into you at some point in your life and this could come from parents, this can come from friendships, this can come from you know, being rejected and not um, you know, making a, a team, like a sports team. This, this rejection, this fear, all of this has come from other places and it's now coming into this process of applying to college and preparing to step into the next chapter of one's life, essentially. Um, and what I notice with my students is they do this thing called the comparison trap. And a lot of times students like to come into my office and they say, Miss, everybody else has applied or knows where they want to study or what they want to do with their life and I have no clue. And they start spinning out and tripping out and you might see some tears and tissues, but I like to remind them that that's not true. You need to stop comparing yourself and getting into this trap that everybody else has it all figured out. Most 17-year-olds or 18-year-olds do not have it figured out. They like to think that they have it figured out. They like to think they know everything at that age. And that's very typical because there's this now, they're on the verge of this sense of freedom and not having to be controlled by a parent or others um, in a more authoritative figure. So they're they're ready to kind of start making decisions on their own and thinking that they know what's best for them. And with that, comes some level of responsibility. Students at that age, people at that age, need to know what is appropriate to say to others and what is truth and what is not truth. So when students come to my office, they're feeling overwhelmed, they're feeling already defeated, they're already feeling rejection, they're already feeling afraid, they're looking at this process as daunting, like this big mountain they have to climb, and they don't know how they're they're gonna climb it. I like to just dismiss that and say, you know what, you need to stop listening to what everybody else is saying because it has nothing to do with you. People who are bragging about what they're doing has also their own concerns and confidence issues and they're trying to get validated in another area of their life. So stop listening to them. You can converse, you can get ideas, but don't compare yourself. It's not going to help you in this sense. And I know that that can be a bit hard for a teenager to manage that, but it's so important that. A student and a parent don't fall into that trap of comparing themselves to other families, to other students, to their older brother, older sister, their cousin, family, friend. It's not gonna help anybody in this process. So stop it. Stop the comparison trap because that's the worst thing you can do in this process. Another thing is students are feeling like they're not willing or willing to be honest about a learning disability or mental health concerns. And, you know, when you have you know, mental health concerns or, or a learning disability, you already feel different. You already feel like an outcast or a black sheep um, out of your classmates. And so it's already hard enough for you to try and fit in, or that's what you're thinking. It's already hard for you to fit into, um, you know, normal society and what, you know, you should be like in, in a university setting. So people don't tell the university that they have these learning difficulties or these mental health issues and it's interesting because there was a study done um, in the UK by the universities and college admissions service UCAS and over the last decade there has been a significant shift in the willingness of students to talk about their mental health and the number of UK applicants to UCAS that shared a mental health condition has increased by 450% in that time in the last decade that's incredible so more and more people are becoming more forthcoming with this information they're being more honest about it Um, There are still a lot of people who leave this unreported because they're feeling afraid of the university seeing something wrong with them, that there's a flaw in them and that they're not going to be accepted because they have these mental illnesses or um, learning difficulties. And 3.7 of the UK applicants that declared a mental health condition in their application to the study in 2020, that went up from 0.7% in 2011. So it's been a huge jump, like I said, 450% in a decade. That's huge. So more and more people are starting to recognize that being honest about this process is really what this is about. Because if you're receiving services already at a high school, or you're receiving, you know, support, it's important to share that with the university so you can continue getting that support so you can continue being successful. You will crash and burn if you don't report this and you don't receive the services that you're already receiving. So this is important information and there's no reason for you to feel different or um, less than. So students and parents, you really should not be scared in this process. This actually should be a really exciting time in your life. I mean, think about all the times in your life that you would like to have happen once in your life. Having a baby, graduating high school, getting married, buying your first house, And applying to college should be one of them, okay? You will only be 18 once, you will only be a teenager once, you don't get to redo it. And this should be an exciting time in your life. When I was in high school, I I can honestly remember feeling so much excitement when I was applying to college. And I really didn't have much help, but there was just something in me that made me feel so excited and I just lit up inside and I just loved the process. I just loved... This whole application, A to Z, applying, hearing back, submitting documents. I don't know. Maybe I was weird. But I really enjoyed this process. And I think you should flip the idea of this is scary. What about if I get rejected? Nobody accepts me to this is a once-in-a-life opportunity, once-in-a-lifetime opportunity where I get to shine and show off all the wonderful things I have learned in the last 17 years of my life and this is who I've become and this is who I want to become and I want this university to help me become the next best version of me. So this is the script you need to flip in your mind instead of staying in this fear-based mode, okay? So the next thing I want you to think about is manage your expectations and do proper research, okay? I would probably be very nervous, very anxious if I was applying to a very high reach university where it's very competitive um they only accept less than five percent of applicants and that was your whole like university list like those are the only types of schools that you're applying for let's just say you're applying only to ivy leagues not everyone is an ivy league material kid and there are like i said twenty eight thousand universities in the world and there is a place for everyone so manage your expectations do proper research figure out what is a good fit for you and that's a whole nother topic topic in itself, figuring out what a good fit is, but managing expectations so you don't have to future trip, you don't have to create this unnecessary stress and anxiety, you don't have to be afraid of rejection, you can go into the process feeling confident, feeling excited, and if you were to pick a list of 10 universities or even five, you would be happy with every single one of them, no matter what the decision would be. The next thing I want you to consider as a student or a parent and why you should not be afraid is ask for help ask for help. You know, there's guidance counselors, there's consultants. Get a mentor, get a coach, get someone to give you that support. Seek validation, okay? Have people remind you how awesome you are. Have people remind you what things you have accomplished. Because there will be those lows, those emotional lows where you are feeling stressed, you are feeling down. We're not perfect every day, but you need someone to pick you back up and remind you how exceptional and special you are. And not let that escape you and get stuck in this mindset of feeling like crap so i really want you to again take on support from someone who can help you see the wonderful excellent exceptional qualities that you have as an individual again it's all about finding the right fit and not the prestige or the status quo of a university it's so important that you find a place that you're going to thrive and not just survive okay i know it sounds cheesy but it's true you want to find a place that you are truly going to grow and you are going to become someone that might even exceed your own expectations so also if you are future tripping if you're stressing out if you are anxious you will get burnt out before you even get accepted or before you even apply in high school so to avoid that you need to flip the script you need to get a mentor or coach or counselor you need to get validation on what things you have done all those things okay you need to manage your expectations because if you don't do these things if you don't have someone help you spin control you will get burnt out another thing that's so important is that you find ways to manage your emotions like I said you will go through highs and lows in this process it can be emotional both as a parent both as a student and I can tell you for myself even as a counselor as I'm invested in my students it's emotional for me too because I want what's best for them I want what's best for each and every one of my students. I want to support their their goals and their dreams. But you have to do the footwork as a student or a parent, okay? So, you need to find ways to manage your emotions when you feel fear, when you feel already like this bad icky feeling. You need to exercise. You need to do meditation. You need to talk with someone. Help you break down a task, okay? And and that might seem like a large task at hand and break it down into smaller tasks that are more manageable for you. So it's so important that you have that support and that you work through some of these tips that I'm giving you so you don't freak out about something that doesn't really need you to stress out about, okay? So how can counselors help students? Now, counselors are amazing resources and they are underutilized, especially when it's available to you in your own school or maybe if you don't have the resources you don't know what resources are out there. Again, I always say, I don't know what I don't know because it's true. And so this podcast is here to help bring to light things that maybe you weren't even aware or thinking about. So there are lots of free resources out there um, that can help you apply to college depending on where you want to go in the world and lots of uh, wonderful resources. But counselors are amazing and they help you see beyond what is possible they help you see beyond what you're seeing. Because sometimes when a student comes in, they're very focused and they have a very narrow path of what they're focusing on. And their ideas are only looking down when they're not looking at the road in front of them, at the wide open range of things that can be in front of them down the road. So a counselor is there to help you see beyond and they're there to inform you of ways to figure out the right fit university. You wouldn't believe how many times I've had students come into my office and they tell me, "Miss, this is my list. And it is nothing but reach schools where, to be honest, nine times they're not going to get I don't believe in them. It's just I know that there might be a better fit for them, okay? And I've been doing this long enough, people, that I know an Ivy League kid from one that's not an Ivy League kid. I've seen it and I know what they're looking for and I know what other amazing colleges like liberal arts schools, um, more tech, polytechnic schools, there's aviation schools, there's culinary schools, there's arts schools for dance and, and visual performing arts. I mean, there's there's unlimited options out there and sometimes people get fixated on uh, these name brand schools and I try really hard to, to remind students that there are better fits out there. Another way that counselors can help you uh, through this overcoming fear is manage your emotions. Again, this is so important. Um, We're here to break down the task, make it into smaller achievable tasks. I love doing this with my students because nine times, 9.9% of the time when they walk into my office, they're freaking out. They're afraid. They're disorganized. They don't know what they're really doing. And then they leave my office feeling so much more calmer, so much more like clarity in their mind and they just know what they need to be doing next because we've broken the task down into smaller, more manageable tasks. And that's just all a student or parent really needs. They just need the one big task to be a little bit smaller and more manageable to be achieved. Another thing that counselors can do is help you create realistic expectations, budget, location, major, Uh, access to resources, these are things that sometimes students and parents are not even really thinking about. And we also want to help you be realistic in this process. Um, It's easy to get carried away, especially when I say there's 28,000 universities in the world. It's very easy to get swept away by this, you know, research that you might be doing. But we like to bring it back down, create a short list and be realistic and make you feel good about that. You know, we want you to feel proud about where you're applying to, and that's so important. And last but certainly not least, counselors are excellent at helping you not feel alone in this process. We want to support you. We want to be your advocate. We want to see you succeed. We're not here to crush your dreams. We're actually here to support you and make you feel like you are moving on to an exciting next step of your life. And so counselors are an amazing resource and I cannot emphasize this enough. If you don't have a counselor, make sure you seek support, you find a mentor, you find free resources. You'll be able to utilize my resources at the Well-Rounded Counselor YouTube channel. I have my Instagram at wellrounded underscore consulting. And also you'll be able to download my 10 free tips for a, a successful college application process. All of these are available to you for free for you to have as a resource for you to find a network for you to become more well-rounded and this is the whole podcast's mission is for you to figure out that you are not alone in this process I want you to make sure that you share this podcast with people that you feel that could really benefit from this information because I know that when I was a teenager, I know that when I was first starting out as a counselor, I did not have support, I did not have a mentor, I did not have the resources available to me. I had to do it all myself and so if I can be of service to others, I want to be able to give back and create these resources for other counselors, for other parents, for other students so they don't have to struggle the way I did. So I hope that this information has helped you and I will catch you all on the next episode. Did you love the episode? I hope you're feeling inspired and no longer feeling alone out there and you're ready to evolve and become a better person. Make sure that you share this podcast or take a screenshot and post it on your social media. That's how you help spread this podcast organically and people can find it much easier when you share or share it with a loved one. I'm your host, Katrina Marie, and make it your mission to be a blessing in someone else's life today.